Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What is up, friend and fellow anti-netter? Scott Shepard coming to you quite early today a 10 a.m. anti-meridium on a Tuesday. And what I want to talk to you about today is something that kind of took place uh, yesterday. As you probably know, I have hired uh, Nicholas Gauchier, and he is, uh, I call him Lil Anti-Nut. He's a 16-year-old freaking genius, and I'm serious. Like, he is a, a genius. He's uh, automated a lot of things in my business using Python, and he's just, you know, he can li- literally pick up any skill. He's like, basically, he's, um, you know, his official job title. Literally, we created a, a one-pager contract because I like one-pager contracts. I don't like any of that bullshit and hiding stuff in terms. It's like literally a one-pager contract that's in the same exact style and format of my physical monthly newsletter, the Scott Shepard Letter. Anyway, he is my protege, my, um, really my first, essentially my first hire uh, for my Scott Shepard enterprise, you know, which spans over all my knowledge products and projects and all that, right? Anyway, um, the, the past few days, and I, I don't mean to call him out because I'm not calling him out, but um, he's he's been a trooper the past like week or so. He's like been, he got sick and he's kind of worked through that. And then um, yesterday, there's two tasks that are uh, recurring tasks. And for any recurring task, we create a document called an SOP, a standard operating procedure. And it's basically imagine, you know, a Google Drive, a Google document that's shared, and it documents every single step. um, So that, you know, if we want to offload that task, that recurring task, all we have to do is give that person, you know, access to uh, different SOPs. And, you know, say, hey, go get it, go attack. And that's, you know, pretty much it. It's how to kind of standardize your tasks and your jobs, right? Well, he has two tasks that are uh, a recurring task. One is um, he helps with the newsletter, monthly newsletter compilation. And wh- what I mean by that is uh, anytime a Scott Shepard letter is sent out, there's a series of steps to go through and they're quite detailed and intricate and we've automated a lot of it. And, you know, a lot of that is going, is basically going to be built into my uh, all-in-one, you know, marketing platform for independent writers, creators, and thinkers, my software platform, then it's also going to be covered and taught in my uh, special program, Right to Freedom, wherein, you know, I basically take people under my wing and work with them and train them and show them how to create their own stellar, successful, physical monthly newsletter business that, you know, nets over six figures a year and creates a movement, right? So anyway, 
uh, he has two SOPs. Like one is like the monthly newsletter compilation and um, a task within monthly newsletter compilation involves getting uh, the tracking numbers that each person has sent in the US and then sending their tracking numbers to them uh, via email. And it's a little bit more complicated than you would think. Like you have to get it, the, the tracking number and all the entire, you know, uh, database from the, the print shop. Then you have to re-import it in the proper CSV format back into the email platform. And, you know, there's always something that gets screwed up and lost in translation because, you know, uh, maybe the, the print shop will use Excel and then it'll get converted to a Google sheet and then it'll get converted back to CSV. And, and just as you probably know, shit breaks, right? So we're, we're automating everything so that it, it can't break. Well, there was a certain step in this process of sending out the tracking numbers wherein, and you know, I've, I documented it and it's really easy to mistake, but in my own database, the tracking number field is called TSSL underscore tracking underscore number. Well, the freaking print shop supplier, you know, they, they're not really in tune with our system. And so they send back, you know, their own, their own database with the field and the field was named tracking space number. So Nicholas basically imported the, um, you know, the, the tracking numbers in the sheet. And when he sent out the automated email, of course, it did not have the updated new tracking numbers because, you know, this new print, new print shop used a different format, right? And um, so there was like a mistake there. And, um, you know, I, it, and yeah, there was basically a mistake there. Last week, there was a mistake with the monthly newsletter compilation where there was like an extra comma in some of the, um, uh, uh, the some of the zip code fields because, you know, once again, there's just weird things that happen when you, you know, munge and shift data across different formats, right? And that's what we're actually building out into my platform, my software platform that allows you to kind of like automate and not make such mistakes that everyone will make and learn the hard way if they try to start their own physical monthly newsletter business. And um, even Nicholas, like genius boy, this freaking genius, you know, if, if there's like a ton of manual steps like involved, it's things are going to slip through the cracks. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've always done and I've made it a practice, I swear to God, like in my ent entire, like 15 years, year career in, uh, you know, software startups and technology startups and email marketing, everything. I, I swear to God, I I've spent about 20% and wasted 20%, not, you know, quote unquote, wasted 20% of my life energy and time on testing. I'm talking about testing emails, having it sent to myself, clicking links that I think should work and then surprise, surprise, they don't work. And, you know, I, I just have made it a habit to test every weird little thing. And the testing that I'm talking about is like, you know, testing your emails before they're sent out, right? Sending it to yourself, sending it to a group, you know, a small group and testing it to make sure it works like you would think it would work. And I learned this practice because back in the day, like one of my first technology startup jobs was uh, in the, the uh, browser application space, like uh, Chrome extensions and um, Internet Explorer add-ons and Firefox plugins. And literally, I would spend about like five hours a day testing 
every single application and every single browser and, you know, I Internet Explorer uh, 7 versus 8 versus 9. And by the way, Internet Explorer 7, if you don't remember, it's like the worst browser ever. Yet, like, everyone was stuck on it because that's like the, the latest version you can get with Windows XP. And, you know, then I would test Firefox and Chrome and like Chrome has a billion different versions. And then also it works different on Mac versus PC. And like literally my first, you know, job and I was um, I was in the marketing department, yet it was so critical to test. Like I spent, you know, we all had to test. We all had a Q&A and we had sheets to fill out. And it was just, man, it was so much work. Um, but what it instilled in me was like this practice and concept of just like testing every single little thing. And it takes time, like the simplest things, even just sending out a tracking number email, you would think it would be, oh, okay, cool. You figure it out once and you never have to think about it again. <laughs> Best of luck. Try it in practice. Do you think running a physical monthly newsletter is easy? There's, there's, and I, I talk about this, there's like about eight, there's, okay, there's a ton of critical things that you would think that you would overlook. And there's even more smaller things that go into it. Um, so it goes back to, you know, issue number one of the Scott Shepard letter I talk about. And the principle is the only right answer is test. And in that newsletter, I'm referring to testing in terms of experimenting, launching something, testing how it works in reality, testing if you like it. Um, you know, for instance, like, me right now recording this car pod to you. You know, I'm recording a podcast in my car. I've tried many different versions of content creation. You know, I've tried the daily email. I've tried daily tweets, um, you know, and daily, daily blog posts. And, you know, I've tested, I've experimented. And the thing that's stuck for me is doing these car pods because it allows me to get my ideas out there. And it's easy for me to do on my drive to the office and, you know, at the office, it requires a lot more cognitive work and cognitive energy. And it's, you know, energy that, you know, I've tried doing like daily emails or blog posts. And the problem with doing those things is that my cognitive energy is basically invested in those things, which, yes, they're like, you know, somewhat important. But the most important thing is creativity and actually creating a craft and, you know, creating software is what I'm doing right now and creating um, basically designing and writing and creating, you know, what is called a VSL for my own massive flagship program. And that requires a ton of time and energy. And therefore, I've found the most sustainable content creation form and media for me is this, these car pods, you know, doing these car rants, these car pod rants. And, you know, that's like the experiment type of testing. But the other type of testing is Q&A testing. And Q&A testing is something that you need to do and you need to not overlook. Like before you send out every single email, before you, you know, launch any product, you have to freaking Q&A test. Like you, you would not believe the amount of times I've purchased the Antinet Zettelkasten book, probably like a hundred times, like on my own credit card and different credit cards and, you know, on uh, different browsers, different phones, computer, like you know, just to test every single little detail of how it works. Um, because you always, you know, end up overlooking something or something doesn't look right on a certain device. Right. And, um, you know, that's what I want to say is, is I think it's really cool. I mean, Nicholas is learning, you know, 
the hard way and by making mistakes that the value of Q&A testing. And, you know, he made another mistake even yesterday and it was back to back. It was kind of tough because it's like he made the tracking number error and then he made another error is I send out the, um, you know, podcast emails, right? And he sends out those podcast emails. Hey, like a new pod launched and, you know, those types of emails. Well, in our template, we have this, the, the template uses a link uh, to a, a podcast I did called the Lime Green Soper. Well, what happened is Nicholas, you know, copied uh, the URL for what was the supposed to be the car pod that is linked to yesterday. And he, you know, pasted it, you know, in the link field that where the Lime Green Soper was. But the problem is, if you know this, is within those um, like WYSIWYG editors or any email platforms, there's the little link icon. And then if you've already linked to something, you'll see there's like a broken link icon where you, you know, have to click that broken link to unlink the original link. So even if you paste over, you know, the new link, it is still uh, underlying that link is still that old link. It still has an ahref. Um, element that links to the old link. And so Nicholas didn't realize this. And, you know, he sent out an email, you know, to like, you know, like to like, uh, several over like, you know, several thousands of people that had the wrong link and it should have worked, you know, by like, I, I could see how he would make that mistake. So he made yet another mistake is he didn't, you know, send out an email, a test email and click the actual link. And so, before I could, he, 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 you know, knew that he made these mistakes. And so when I woke up this morning, before I could even like talk with him or sync up with him and teach him how to actually do it properly, um, he, he went out and, you know, sent me on Slack, like bullet points and like a post mortem of what he's learned. Um, and it all came back to, I should read you it, but I see a cop right there. I'm not going to pull out my phone and be too blatant. But he uh, basically said it all comes back to, he realized all of his mistakes have come back to testing. He never tested the obvious. He never QA tested the obvious. And so, you know, the, the lesson here is it really does. It all comes back to testing. The only right answer is test, not only in terms of uh, experimentation, you know, and testing new things, but also Q and a testing, testing what you think should work, right? Like literally the link, everything looked perfect on the link, but if you actually tested it and clinked, clicked on the link in the email, it didn't work. It clicked and linked to the wrong podcast, which is kind of crazy. So, um, you know, don't, don't, don't assume that's like the death of, uh, you know, creates assume if you spell it out, it means it makes an ass out of you and me. You probably have heard that before. Um, just so this is a reminder, test, 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 not only experiment, but also Q and a test. All right. Hope that gives you a, uh, a little bit of a reminder or advice, um, as you build out your own independent knowledge business. And as you thrive as an independent writer, creator, and thinker, peace and love just got to the office. Stay crispy, my friends later. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking hipster crappy product 
like all the other podcasters do. All right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the freaking freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.